Hello, you're listening to the Black Mentor's second annual The Black Narrative is Greater Than 28 Days interview special, where we ask, listen, learn, and invest in the knowledge and truths of African Americans from all socioeconomic backgrounds. We also advocate for positive images and narratives of African Americans on all forms of media. I'm your host, Rodney Harmon, and we're joined today by our guest, Renee Anderson. How you doing, Renee? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Well, to start off, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Accepting the invite. So, who is Renee Anderson? Wow. <laughs> um, Renee Anderson is um, a native, I'll say a native of Kansas because I was born here. Okay. But I have not been here all my life. Um, grew up in Chicago. Uh, family is from southern states. You know, my grandmother was, my grandmother and my mother were born in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. So during my childhood, early childhood, you know, I spent time in Arkansas, I'm sure, Omaha, have family from Omaha, and end up migrating to Chicago. Okay. So I grew up in Chicago and Kansas, kind of back and forth between Chicago and Kansas. Um, other than that, um, I'm married, um, have two grown children, I'm a business owner, uh, my children, I have two girls, um, my oldest is 31, my youngest is 29, um, and I have grandchildren, two grandchildren, 11, 8 now, and then I have one on the way, due, I'll say any day, but she's checking herself in Monday morning to the hospital. And the process began. So I have another grandbaby on the way, another girl. So I have two girls, two grandchildren, two granddaughters, and a grandson. And then the joke of the family, my youngest don't have any children, but she has a dog. So I called Baby D, was, which is her name. I called her my grand dog. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I have the grand dog and um, business owner. I own a business. I do hair. Um, I've been a hair stylist or licensed cosmetologist I'll say uh, for over 20 years now I've okay. uh, been in the beauty industry for yeah a great deal of time um, I've owned the business I've taught in beauty school I've worked in many department stores coming up so beauty and fashion you know always been my thing love fashion love the beauty industry um, Let's see, other than that, um, Christian, of course, born-again Christian. Um, grew up in church all my life. My family's big in church, always have been. Um, I guess as I've gotten older, you know, a little bit, concept of going to church has changed a little bit. Okay. For me, anyway, you know, you develop a greater understanding of being religious and being spiritual. Okay. Me, I, you know, religion is, you know, is more, I don't know, more something that's instilled in you. You know, you go to church every Sunday. You get up, go to church. You're involved in everything that's involved, that's, you know, that goes on in the church. Yes. Um, but when you become more spiritual, you know, you develop, you know, a more deeper understanding and a more personal relationship. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I, I still love church. 
you know, things have slowed down for me as far as going back into the church house since the pandemic has happened. Okay. Um, Zoom has taken over. You know, you get lazy, which I'll, I'll speak for myself anyway. I've gotten lazy in getting up going to church every Sunday like I've always done. Um, so now, you know, pastor has it available on Zoom or on the Internet, social, social Internet. And that's where I, I you know, tend to go to but I, I do go to programs and things like that i miss going into the church house not saying i'm not going back because i'm there but for me it's like i said it's more spiritual so i god is in me wherever i go yeah. you know so um with my personal relationship that i have i don't have to be in a church house to know you know where I, where my help comes from so i'll just yes. leave it at that so other than that, um, yeah, I, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. You know, I'm involved with a little bit of everything. Always have been uh, with selling Avon to Mary Kay to any marketing level, you know, thing that's out there. I've tried it, done it, you know, and experienced it all. So, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> what does the title mother mean to you? Uh, mother? Hmm. Oh, let's see, uh, you are a, we'll say provider, you know, mothers are providers too. We know we say the men are the providers of the household, but mothers are the provi- are providers as well. You're providing it, and, you know, not more so just a financial way, but you're, you're mothering, you're, you're nutri- nurturing, um, you're developing of your, of your children. You know, they're going to be a product of you. You know, basically, you're raising a young person to come up in a world that you've experienced, but they haven't. Um, so you're, um, you know, teaching them all the things that you may have learned or may not have learned. You may have learned it along the way, you know, because yeah. a lot of us weren't, um, I say, taught everything. You know, we say being a, a parent doesn't come with a book, you know, an instruction book. <laughs> you learn on you know what to say on the job <laughs> on the job training <laughs> so you learn as you go so for me mothering is 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 all of that you know being the uh, loving you know teacher the nurturer of the family you know providing and 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 so much more it's so much more you we're still learning you know as parents even as adults we're still learning to especially as our children get older, you're learning new relationships with them, you know, because you don't interact with your grown children like you did when they were younger. So you're, you're learning them as adults and you're learning to kind of, I guess, not, um, um, let's say, um, when you learning not to, I guess, be so involved in their lives because they're grown. You kind of let them live their own lives, but you're open to if they need you for advice or whatever, then you're there for them. So, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> Going back to your uh, grade school years, uh, where did you go to grade school? At? Grade school, I went to grade school starting off in Chicago from okay. what I remember. I remember Bennett Elementary School in Chicago, Illinois. Um, then I... Um, when I came to Topeka, I think I came back to Topeka when I was in eighth grade. 
like okay. eighth grade year, I ended up back in Kansas. Um, and like I said, we did spend time in. I don't spend. I don't think I spent a whole lot of time in Pine Bluff, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, but that's where my family came from. Okay. Um, I think all Southerners kind of migrate from the South to Midwestern West. and the coastlines of Illinois, because <laughs> uh, that's where my mother met her husband. You know, we had family in Chicago at the time, but that's where she met her husband, and. And that's how we ended up, you know, growing up in Chicago because okay. their family was from Mississippi and they migrated to Illinois. So Illinois, spent time there, spent, lived in Indiana a little bit of time, Gary, Indiana, when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my childhood back when I was that age, I, you know, you kind of forget yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and I have. It's yeah. kind of out of you know just out of sight out of mind i don't know it's just kind of i remember bits and parts of it uh-huh. mostly i remember chicago of course um because i was a little bit older but i know i was born here in kansas and we just kind of left and kind of came back <laughs> okay. so do you remember when you first moved back to kansas how it felt how it felt um i <laughs> i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like it because i have Two other siblings. My mother had three girls, and I'm the middle child. Okay. Um, I know it was for the best of me because, like I said, we were in Chicago at that time, and just a lot was going on. And um, older sister wasn't the best role model for me, I guess. And so that's kind of how my mom had decided that she didn't want me growing up in Chicago. That you know, and our family was big, like. During childhood, you know, our family, families are, were closer then than we are now. Yeah. Like, we took family in. We helped raise, you know, family members. We lived with other family members. Um, all of that. So I think that was part of my childhood is, you know, we had other family that stepped in when, you know, whenever there was a need for that. So... Um, that's how I ended up in Kansas. I ended up coming back here, living with one of my aunts. And like I said, I didn't really like it that much because, you know, leaving my, my siblings and other family that I was, that I grew up around, my cousins and all those that were in Chicago, um, I was like, I don't want to go to Kansas. <laughs> you know, Kansas is going to be boring or, you know, then it was country and, <laughs> you know, but as I grew up and, you know, looking back to how things were, then it was, you know, it was definitely the best thing. Best move for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What school did you go to when you came back? Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Went there one, one year, I guess. Eisenhower and then went to Holland Park High School. And okay. then other schools after that. Okay. Yeah. What do you remember about your high school years? Were you involved in any extracurricular activities? Not really. I was, you know, I I went to the basketball games. I loved the basketball games and things like that. Um, when I was in Chicago, I, I was, you know, we did a double ju- double dutch, and um, we were more outside kids, you know. Yes. We grew up outside. Like, go outside, you know, don't be in the house. I mean, we had our video games and things that we liked to play on and, all of that, but we weren't like the kids today that's in homes, you know, they're they're into the technology now. Yeah. They, you know, don't know much about the playing outside and, you know, 
all that adventure. But um, I played basketball for a little bit. That was not my thing. I tried to get involved with sports, but yeah. it, I really didn't didn't have to be involved with things. I was – I'm not going to say I ever was a loner, but I didn't mind not being in big groups of okay. – Clicks, people, whatever, and I'm still that way today. I don't. I'm, I'm definitely not an introvert. You know, I'm. I'm. But I. I, I like my You're smaller good. crowds. <laughs> I like my smaller crowds. I like to be social. Like to network and all that stuff. But if if it was a choice, I would stay home or do something other than being around a bunch of people. Okay. What was your favorite subject in high school? It certainly wasn't math, but <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, reading. I, I like to read a lot. I, I still do. I have lots of books at home. Some I started and hadn't finished, but I do. I do like to read. Um, I liked to experiment with things, so I probably probably was science, you know, because I'm and probably how I end up being a cosmetologist, because you know you you really do experience experiment with things like coloring and yeah. formulations and all that stuff but I do like to experiment with things um so probably with science but I like I do like to read math has never been my subject you know it's haunted me forever I did enough to get by and <laughs> I'm just the type with the algebra and you know even going taking college courses it's like I always inquire like okay how many math classes I gotta take yeah <laughs> You know, yeah. how much algebra, how much geometry, and if anything past that, I don't want nothing to do with it. But, yeah, math was always the first. <laughs> All right. Do you remember your favorite teacher in high school? Nope. No? Mm-mm. Didn't have one? I don't think I had one. Yeah. I, you know, I <laughs> high school was, I've, and I grew up very independent, you know, okay. um, very independent. I left, like, like I say, when I left Chicago, come here, living with my aunt, you know, I, to me, it kind of felt like I was on my own, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't on my own, but yeah. technically, I was just ahead of my time because I'm always around older adults. Okay. Um, so, hanging, you know, hanging around people my age, I didn't do a lot of. Mm-hmm. It was always older crowds, you know, that I kind of gravitated to. Gravitated to. Um I was on my own at 17, actually, um, working. Okay. Moved at my own apartment. I left. Mm-hmm. I left. Okay. I, I didn't like rules, you know, yeah. being hard-headed and all that stuff, and being the stubborn person that I was. I didn't like rules, having to, you know, not come in at a certain time and, mm-hmm. you know, going out. I didn't, and I wasn't a big partier, never really been that type of person either, where I had to go to a bunch of parties and all that stuff. I mean, I went, but... I wasn't, you know, that person that was always out and hanging out in clubs and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what was the final decision to make you move out on your own? Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember being told I couldn't go somewhere, like being told I couldn't go out. You know, I wanted to go out and hang out with some friends and had to be home at a certain time, and um, I just couldn't really do the things that I wanted to do. And and I remember sneaking out the house. You know, I was sneak out the window and. You know, sneak back in and until I got caught. <laughs> the, one, the one time I got caught, I, you know, got in trouble. And I was mad that I got in trouble. And, yeah. you know, and so after, I don't know, after that, I was just like, ah, I just want to 
do my own thing. And actually where it started was we had I had a good friend that lived right next door to my aunt and um, her name was Jill and I she just took me in under her wings like you know I was her daughter I used to, I, I used to babysit her daughter for her so I can go next door anytime and I think that's kind of where it started because she she knew I didn't like to be I didn't like living with my aunt too much you know not that they were really strict but you know she definitely kind of tried to keep a, a leash on me at times yeah. um just to keep me out of trouble whatever you know she felt obligated to make sure I stayed out of trouble and did what I was supposed to do but I just remember Jill always telling me, it's like, you know, whenever you want to get away, whatever, you can come, always come next door and hang out with us. And um, and so I, I started doing that, and I kind of felt like I was living on my own, really, okay. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I would go over when I wanted to get out of my aunt's house and just kind of uh, be around other people. And, you know, we would go to the movies, and, you know, I kind of hang hung out with them. And um, that's kind of where it started. It's like, huh, fuck. I think I want to just kind of be out on my own. And that's kind of what I did. I just left. I just told my aunt one day, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> were you working at the time? Uh, yeah, I actually was. Where were you um, working at? I was helping her out with her business. And she had a, a dating service business. Okay. Um, and I was just, you know, keeping files together and, you know, I don't know if I was checking in people, but I just remember just helping her out. She was kind of teaching me. Um, just how to be a business person, how to conduct myself, and you know all of that. And um, yeah, so after that, I think I yeah went and got a job. My first job was McDonald's, like a whole lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, and started making my own little money. And I was yeah, I just I just wanted to be out on my own. You know. So where was your first apartment at? My first apartment was on Western. It used to be the El Conquistador apartments or something they were called, but okay. Western. I think that was my <laughs> first apartment. Moved in there, and then there was another apartment that was kind of down the street somewhere. Lived there for a little bit, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you move out at 17. Mm -hmm. Are you still in school? Did you drop out of school? I, or? I left school. Okay. You know, I left school because I was working and, you know, just really not – didn't have my head where it needed yeah. to be at. You know, I ended up going, not going back to school, but ended, ended up finishing, of course. I didn't get to walk with my class, but I finished. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, from that point on, I was just I was just on my own. I, my, you know, I let my family know I was I was fine. I wasn't in no, no danger or anything. I, I definitely was never, like I say, a partier or anything. So I wasn't, you know, out in the streets doing, you know, stuff that, would get me in trouble you know mm -hmm. never been locked up <laughs> you know yeah. um I just like I said I was just more level-headed than a lot of people that I grew up around and so I've worked I worked had an apartment you know and hung out when I wanted to hang out and you know and that was it okay yeah all right <laughs> what um do you remember the first time that or was there ever a time that you felt that, man, I shouldn't have moved out? No. I don't, no? I never looked back. You never looked back? <laughs> no, huh? I didn't. Yeah, like I said, from that point on, I was on my own by myself. Um, you know, dealing with certain boyfriends, which I didn't have a lot of them either, um, mm -hmm. or friends. I had probably a couple female friends that I hung around. Uh, and, you know, some of them were more partiers than I was, so I was – 
kind of like always the the designated driver most of the time because they, you know, get tore up and, yeah. you know, we have to get back home safe somehow. So one of us had to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. consciously sane. Uh, that was always me. Um, but, no, I don't think I ever regretted leaving home. I just didn't. I just, I knew, for me, it's like, and, and I still have that, that, that mindset when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I want it bad enough, I'm going to get it. You know, I, yeah. I, I knew I had to work for whatever it was I, I wanted and needed, um, you know, which was why I wanted to be out on my own. You know, I wanted clothes, shoes, yeah. and nobody was buying it for me, not the ones that I wanted anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I had to earn my money and get, you know, be able to pay for what I wanted. So you just working at McDonald's? Was there two jobs or just one? At the time, it was just that one. That one. But after after that, yeah, I think I've worked two jobs all my life. Done two things all my life. You know, even with my hair business, you know, I've been been in business for over twenty years, but I've always like had a corporate job too. Okay. Um, so I've never really treated my my business as my sole breadwinner. Um. I've always had another job and kind of did what I like to do on the, on the side. side. Mm-hmm. Okay. When did you uh, decide to go into the corporate world? <clears throat> Let's see. After after working every department store in the mall, because <laughs> I worked several from Dillard's, Jones stores, you know, jewelry stores, everything. I kind of just went around the mall when I was younger. Um Let's see. Now, was that White Lake Mall or was it over Westridge? Westridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we was thriving, okay. uh, not thriving so much anymore. But yeah, when we had the mall, was the mall to go yeah. to? Um, yeah, I remember White Lakes too. Yeah, um, went there quite a bit. Also, when it was the place to go. Yes. Um, but yeah, the 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 mall, Westridge Mall. I see. When I started working with corporate world, actually, it was my, my state job. State job was my first, like I guess, corporate job. Working for the state—that was the thing to, to do. If you had a state job, you know, people—it's like, oh, you got a good job. You know, state work for the state, got good benefits, yeah. and yeah, yeah. What age was that? Oh gosh, I, 18, I, <laughs> uh, no, not twenty. Twenty, because I had my first child when I was twenty-one. Okay. Um, after that, I, I did nursing. Like I went to school. I want, I thought I wanted to be a nurse. So I did the CNA thing first. Cause you know, you have to do this level thing, CNA, and then go on and get your other requisites or whatever. So I did CNA. I did, went to medical assisting school. So I did, uh, there was a college out North, Topeka Technical College. Uh-huh. So I went there and for medical assistant and phlebotomy. So I did that, worked in the medical field for a little bit, drawing blood, being a medical assistant. Um, and I think that was the time where I went. They wasn't paying much. So I was yeah. like, golly, you got to do all this and work for doctors who are demanding and you got to do all this and you're not really making you know, money right. and always like I always been an entrepreneur had that that spirit of wanting to do something you know on my own because growing up in Chicago remember 
you know, Chicago, everybody's hustlers, you know. They yeah. always got yeah. something that they're doing. And we had a candy store on our back porch. So I – that was when I kind of got the thing of, oh, you know, you work, yeah, work for yourself, you know, do all this. And so, yeah, working for the, working in the medical field, I didn't think I was making enough, enough money. So I was like, I'm gonna, someday I'm going to have my own business. And so I had all these desires to do things. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, you got to go to school, you know gotta go to school for this so I, that's what I did I went up I, that's when I ended up going to cosmetology school didn't really care for the medical assisting and all that so I was like okay well I'm just gonna go to beauty school so that one day I'll have my own shop <laughs> okay and yeah that's where that started yeah have you always been interested in that or was that school, just hair school yes yeah you know could we all grow up doing each other's hair okay you know doing yeah, your your cousin's hair, your sister's hair, somebody's hair. You're always doing some planning each other's hair. So, yeah, that was something I always had an interest in. Okay. First day of enrollment at the school, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Um, I was excited, of course. You know, I was young, too. And, you know, I was like, yeah, this is where I'm going to start, you know, making a living for myself and be able to, you know, one day work for myself and not work for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're young and yeah. you, you're starting to have children, you know, you got to provide for your family in some way, so you got to work. So, yeah. Okay. So you started at the state and you're doing hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With yeah. a, what a, what a two-year-old, one-year-old at the time? Mm, yeah. Family, again, family kicks in and helps out. They knew I was a worker. You know, I always, yeah. always had a job. You know, I've never not worked. So, um, yeah, I worked and. You know, when I needed babysitters, my aunt, my aunt that I lived with, on, you know, when I was here, she helped me, get, you know, watch the baby and other family if I needed them to. Yeah. yeah. What was your most stressful moment, you remember? Being a mother? Being a mother, working, and trying to do a um, side business. Probably having to leave my, my daughter, really. Okay. Um, having to you know, get sitters all the time and, and leave her and go to work all day. And then you, because you have so little time, you know, yeah. that you're spending with them because you're at work, you know, but you got to work, you know, yeah. you can't not, not work. <laughs> so I think that was it, um, having to leave and work all day and, you know, then come home and, you know, to do what you have to do with your child. And, you know, just do the next thing, same thing the next day over, you know, over again. Okay. Yeah. When did you actually start the business once you graduated cosmetology school? Mm. Um, I mean, I've worked for, I'll say, the franchises then. Okay. Um, I wasn't working in my, on my own then. I worked for JCPenney's um, at the mall, <laughs> again, back at the mall. So I worked at JCPenney's, and when I left Penny's and went to work for someone else, a friend of mine who had her own shop, um, that's kind of where it started with being on my own, you know, okay. working in a, another salon, not in a corporate setting, I guess. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I learned more about the business, you know, because you're really having to hustle, you know, and yeah. get clients and, you know, really learn how, you know, you're interacting with people and, you know, can't always depend on that money to come in. Um, working for pennies, you know, the clients come in, you're getting a paycheck still, you know, but yeah. Was that a good experience working with 
working for pennies because you get yeah. you're dealing with different textures of hair and different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you're learning. I mean, you when you work for a franchise like that, you 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 learn the business, you know, because yeah. um, you get to watch how things are being done, you know, um, and you're not having to, I guess, worry about it yourself. Per, yes. You know, per se. Yeah, you're trying to sell yourself to you know get people to like you, come back to you. All that, but you know, you're not out there. I guess hustling for that 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 money to come in yeah. because you're getting you're earning that paycheck from them. Yeah. So um, you're not you don't have to do too much marketing on your own. To, no, other than the selling. You know, yes. you sell retail if you want to make commissions. You know, so that's kind of where you really develop. That's where you develop that hustle. There is, you know, well, if you want to make more money, sell retail products. You know, yes. so you learn how to sell to people. <laughs> so that yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. That's when how you, that's how I earned more money is is selling retail products. All right. Yeah. What was the decision to go out on your own once you left your friend's uh salon? Um and how important was that decision for you? Well, well it was important because it was something I knew it, initially that was my main objective. Someday I'm okay. going to work for myself, you know. So Learning from people, learning from other people is what got me there. You know, you you can't just always. I mean, you can, but you learn from people. You know, yeah. and I and I've always been the type of person I don't mind learning from. You know, people I know I don't know it all, so you got to learn from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had friends that that taught me how to do business. So and I learned from them, and I was like, yeah, okay, I can do this on my own. You know. And from there, once you know, once you do it on your own and and know how to sustain, and you you don't depend on other people. And that's something I never liked to do anyway. Is depend on anybody for anything that I wanted. You know, like I, like I said, if I wanted it, I knew I had to work hard to get it or do what I need to do to get it. And that was to work and you know and um, be committed to whatever it was I wanted to do and and do it, make it make it a reality. Okay. Yeah. You remember the, the negotiation when it came to your first commercial place? Um. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> and 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 I started real small. It was just a place, and and even then, I was like doing stuff that I never realized it took. You know, to have uh-huh. a business of your own. You know, that's because I I got a little commercial space off of Sixth Street and. It was just a little, maybe 500 square foot, you know, you walk in the door. And there you are. And it was like a box. <laughs> it didn't have no plumbing, so I had to get a plumber to put the plumbing in. Um, and it was just one bowl. Um, yeah, I didn't, didn't realize I had to do that. Like, wow, I got to get plumbing in this place, yeah. <laughs> you know, pay for plumbing. So, yeah, it, I was like, okay, this, I mean, like, hey, well, this is what it takes to be, you know, to have your own, you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. <laughs> so, and and actually, I had the money. Um, I didn't go out buy anything brand new. Um, I lucked up on a, a woman that was going out of business, and she was selling all of her stuff. And you know, just I don't know, looking at the ads or something, I found her in the paper, and she's like, you know, selling my salon. I have salon equipment. And I was like, this is the perfect time, you know. And I was like, I'm going for it. So I'm, I called her up. I'm like, hey, can I come look at your stuff? You know, because I'm, you know, interested in getting my own little spot. And 
I asked her about hers at first. Yeah. I asked her how much the rent was, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's too much. <laughs> I better I better go smaller. And so, yeah, that's what I did. I, I bought a couple of her stations, bowls, chairs, and put it in storage and went out and found me a spot. Okay, and what's the time difference from when you purchased the equipment from her to the time you found your spot? It was like a matter of months because I was it? determined at that point. I was like, okay, I'm not going to be paying for storage, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get this stuff out of storage. I don't want nothing to happen to it. You know, think if somebody would break in and steal it all, I was like, I, that can't happen. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a matter of months that I went and found me a spot, and I was on it. I was on it. I um I had left the state of Kansas at this time. Okay. And of course I took my capers money out and put it in the IRA, half of it in IRA and the other, you know, that's that was how I was that's able what, to purchase my stuff. I was yeah. like, Well, I got the money to do it, you know. So what's stopping me? It's mm-hmm. like there's nothing stopping you from, from doing what you said you always wanted to do. And I just did it. Okay. Now you said you weren't good with math at high school, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was dumb. No, but, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, understand, I just hated but, it. <laughs> yeah. As far as like the business aspect, mm-hmm. when it came to opening a business, did you budget correctly on your first business? Yeah, I, I, that's something I always have done. I mean, I like to buy things, but I know that there's responsibilities that okay. need to be taken care of, also. So. Um, that's how I was able to, you know, get my own apartment when I was young. I, you know, I had responsibilities, so I was, I was pretty responsible, you know, very responsible, actually. Um, so, yeah, I knew I had to take care of business and do it right. Um, and then, again, like I say, learning from people, you know, mm-hmm. starting out, learning, you know, I watched them long enough and asked enough questions. Okay, like, okay, well, what, what entails? Like, what do you have to do when you have your own building and, you got to pay the rent and you got to do this. And, you know, like I, I asked questions and sucked it all up, you know, like a sponge. Like I want to learn because I, this is what I want to do. So teach me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the plumbing part. It has me, you know, as far <laughs> as like, you know, did you uh, tell the landlord that that's what you wanted to do with this place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, he we, just plumbed it from the next lot. Yeah, I mean the bathroom was next door. There was a little okay. door that you know had the bathroom. So there, you know, of course there was water because yeah. you can't open a salon without having running sinks and a bathroom. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you gotta be able to wash your hands. Yeah. This, you so know. there was a bathroom there. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, I know you would had a bathroom once you opened, but I didn't know if there was one initially. <laughs> in no, there was. In there spot. was one. Yeah. There was okay. One All right. Yeah, that was the other thing, having to, you know, talk with the, the Board of Cosmetology to yeah. find out what I had to do to open up a salon of my own. And they gave me the requirements, and I was like, okay, well, I know what I need to do. And, yeah. From day one of renting to opening of the salon, how long is that? Um, I don't know. Like, when I first, when my first business? The first yeah, I mean, as far as, like, when you signed your lease mm-hmm. to get the place mm-hmm. compared to the day that you were actually open for business. Oh, okay. Um, probably two months. Two months. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the rent was like 500 bucks. So that was low. Yeah. It was, you know, it was good. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just, actually it was like 480 <laughs> and I didn't have to pay no bills. 
Oh, that like included it was everything. Utilities included. And I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> I can manage that. I, I, I think I got enough clients to start with. And I knew I had to build from there, you know, because I had the clients that was coming to me at JCPenney's. You know, they was like, oh, wherever you go, I'm coming. You know, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to come wherever you go. Because I was always telling them, like, you know, I'm not going to be here all the time. One of these days I'm going to get my own spot. Like, are you going to come and support me in my business? So, yeah. Now, we hear that a lot about people saying, yeah, I'm going to support you. I'm going to mm-hmm. support you. Mm-hmm. And then when you open. They don't support yeah. it. <laughs> how, how, okay, percentage-wise, the people that said that they were going to support you, Compared to actually supporting you, what percentage do you think it was? Um, it was a good percentage actually, because you know they were, you know, they were black, so it was like you know, there's only a few, a handful of us there at okay. J.C. Penney Salon, you know, and you know the, the Caucasian people, you know, they were always afraid to do black hair, so yeah. it was like some. There were a few that didn't mind that would, you know, wasn't afraid to do it, but not a great <laughs> big yeah. percentage, so. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, I know they're afraid to do my hair, you know, yeah. or they ain't going to do it right, or, you know, they don't understand our hair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they a good percentage came with me. What, 40, 50, 60%? Probably 60. About 60. Mm-hmm. They said they were going to and then actually showed up. Mm-hmm. So you got yep. a pretty good. And actually, one, two of them still with me today. My oldest client is 80-something years old, and she's she's – been with me that whole time yeah from day one yeah huh? <laughs> yeah that's good yeah yeah okay. she tells everybody that story too when they you know when they when she meets new people at my shop she's like i've been with this girl since forever <laughs> so she didn't help you open and everything You're right is that right yeah <laughs> yeah the ups the downs the All ins that. the outs yeah everything she's mm-hmm. been there i didn't move around a lot but no? you know but she's been with me everywhere i've gone i probably See if I can count on my if probably one hand I can count the number of salons I've I've actually been in worked in. Okay. Yeah. All right. How? Okay. What's the time frame from the first salon to the second salon that you outgrew the first salon? Well, let's see. Mm-hmm. Probably four years. Four I years. think I stayed over there for four years. Okay. Yeah. So how does how does one outgrow a your initial salon? Um, and it wasn't that I outgrew it because I just gained so much more clientele. Uh-huh. It's just you want it better, you know. Okay. You start. This is where I started. I want to see more. I want to do more. You know, and those were brick walls, I think, too, inside yeah. of there. So it's like can't do much with these walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the things that I wanted to add to it, I knew I needed to have a you know a better space for that so that's kind of how i'm like well, let me look for something else because i think by that time i probably was adding a little bit of fashions you know okay. so it's like yeah i definitely need to move somewhere else where it's a little bit more inviting and okay. not the old concrete walls you know in here or whatever but yeah okay so you're still working at the state too mm-hmm. so yeah. you're doing this what on the weekends and when you get Evenings, off. weekends, whatever day I had off. Well, say it was Monday through Friday, but yeah, weekends mostly, and and some evenings. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like I said, the rent was you know cheaper than than they ever be today. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was affordable for me. Okay. I made it work. 
What's your next location? After there, um, where did I move to next? I moved to 29th Street, off of 29th, right across from the beauty supply store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right between 29th and, uh, what is that? I can't remember, Fremont? Yeah. And Adams. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, somewhere. Right off of Adams, there. yeah. Fremont and Adams. Yeah, I was around back of the building, though. Okay. Because um, that you know, that little spot, people don't realize there's there's little businesses up front, and then there's some around back. Um, so yeah, if it was around back. Again, um, was I paying utilities? No, I wasn't paying no utilities there. So I lucked up again, you know, and found something that was I think I moved up five eighty a month then, and yeah. no utilities and t- utilities were included. Um, again, I just I had my own furniture and stuff, so I didn't have to start. Square one there, there was already a, a bowl there. So their sink plumbing was already there. Um, just had to have to pay someone to, you know, install my bowl properly. And, yeah, I was there there for another four years, actually, four and a half years. I was around back. I didn't like it. It was a cute little spot. Uh-huh. I didn't like it, but because it was around back, and it was hard for people to find it yeah. because there was no signage really out front. Mm-hmm. let people know, hey, I'm around I'm back. back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So four years there, and then you moved to the front. I moved around front. Okay. Yep. A little spot came available. I'd been watching it, you know, and Blue was there, yeah. you know, with his clothing business. And he used to go down there, and I used to, like, this is a you know pretty open spot. And talking to him from time to time, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to be moving, you know, this time or another. Yeah. And I was like, don't let nobody else know. Let me know. I was yeah, like, because I need first. to get from around back. <laughs> You know, I need to move up front so people can see me. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, when he left, I was on it. I was like, and of course, I had already let my the landlord know too. And he was a pretty cool guy. Um, so yeah, he's like, you gonna be able to afford that? Because it was probably three hundred more than what I was paying around back. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make it work because first of all, you know, you gotta take risks in business. Yeah. You take risks. You know, if I'll sign a year's lease. Hey, if I feel like I'm over my head and it doesn't work out, then, you know, I'll move somewhere else. Is that, you know, if it don't work out, you can always move back around back. I'm, like, I don't, I'm not going to backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to come back around the back. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I ended up doing. But I did a lot, a lot to the um, inside of that building, like carpet, tor- carpet. He, you know, he helped me. He, I think he paid for the carpeting, like I was like, I want the carpet out of here. Had to redo the walls, you know. Blue had everything on every wall there was, you know, hung up. So there was holes in the walls, and all that had to be redone. Plumbing, I had to put plumbing in again. I was back to doing the plumbing, so I put three sinks in on the back wall, and I actually um, did. My husband did it anyway. He did the the flooring so I was like I don't want no carpet on this side but you know yeah carpet can be on that side because that's where they had the clothing and all that stuff at but on this the shampoo bowl area you know we did that whole flooring and um actually had another sink put in there was a little break area that was kind of right there off of there we redid that it was it was totally redone painted everything I, I put quite a bit of money in there, and I was and I was like, okay, I'm not putting no more money into this because, first of all, <laughs> I don't own it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I don't own it, and I'm not gonna be putting this much money into something that I don't own, you know. So, but now, I, when do you ever take on another hairdresser, or do you? You know, I I tried, um, I tried, you know, and but I was always conscious of, you know, picking my spots too, like you okay. know, not make, making sure that I'm not over my head. Like if I can't get someone else in there with me. It I can handle it, you know, okay. on my own. So mm-hmm. I I don't, you know, build a suit to depend on someone else coming in with me because you know you can't always depend on that. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, well I'm gonna do it. I know I can handle it. You know, I, no one wants to handle it all by themselves, but yeah, that's where it ends up being because you just can't find dependable people, uh, people that want to work, people that willing to commit to, you know, doing what they need to do to. Be in business. I mean, you're in business for yourself. And, like, I'm not your boss because I wasn't um, having employees. You know, everyone, yeah. you know, they were either independent contractors, contractors or whatever. So, but still, you couldn't really find valuable, dependable people. And I just wasn't letting anybody come in. Because, first of all, it's, it's your business. That's your reputation. That's yeah. your that's your everything. You know, and if you bring people in that's, you know, causing drama or, you know, whatever, that affects you too. So I, I wouldn't have any of that. So I was like, I'll, I'll just do it on my own. And people are like, well, are you looking for anybody? I was like, you know, I just, you know, if the right person comes in and asks us, I don't advertise. I'm not out there begging people. I said, yeah. but if the right person comes alone and I know they're serious and, you know, I know they're about their business and mm-hmm. not bringing in the drama, yeah, I would love to have someone in here with me, but that's never ha- still hasn't happened. No. <laughs> Not even today. Um, you know, I'm down here, you know, a few yeah. doors down from you guys, and I have a whole room available that I've made now, um, private room. Still can't get, you know, a dependable person in. Like, no no one's really – I think everybody's afraid to commit, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. I, I don't know what it is, but, you know. What's the average cost for a person to start their own salon? And, and I say that because, just like you said, a lot of people don't understand they want to start their own salon. Mm-hmm. But if they go in and come in as independent contractor, mm-hmm. like you said, up under somebody mm-hmm. and learn the process first and learn, like, they're still their own boss yeah. mm-hmm. and learn that. Yeah compared to trying to go out and start on their own or thinking in their mind that I don't have enough money to start on my own. So mm-hmm. they continue to put that dream off, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what is the average price compared to coming in as an independent contractor versus starting on your own? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be a, a great big expense either. I mean, okay. you can, you know, you can find a good spot, and negotiate, you know, with someone. And, you know, if you plan ahead, you know, you, you don't have to go out and buy the newest thing either. You can find – there's someone always selling something or a business going out of business or something like that where you can um, uh, find stuff at lower cost. Uh-huh. Keep talking. They said they can't hear. Oh, okay. Oh, and we've been – Talking along – yeah, I don't know why they can't hear, but
Yeah. Um, hold on one sec. Let me make sure this thing is. Okay. Because I might did it on Felicia the other day. Oh, I, don't know why. I think I've seen that. <laughs> I don't know why, but. Got a little bit of difficulty here right now, so hmm. I'm going to figure this out. Difficulty here right now. So we can hear it now. <laughs> All right. We can't stop over, start over, but however, what we're going to do is we're going to post. Uh, that's why I make it second audio. So I will post it. And then I would post it also with audio. Oh, okay. Okay. So all right. I was like, so nobody heard nothing. Else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why. I, that's why I do a second audio. But uh, Be prepared. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't know why everything's plugged in, and I don't know why it does that. So mm, okay. It's only done it between you and Felicia for wow. some reason. You know. But uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I said. The money versus, you know, starting a business compared to uh, actually coming in as an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. The difference. Oh, the difference is, I mean, you coming in as an independent contractor, you are basically your own boss. I mean, you are your own boss. So that means you do, you are responsible for your own products and things like that. Um, you know, unless somebody provides some for you, but... I mean, if you get to providing things for someone, like their towels or their products and whatever else, then you're treating them as an employee. So you can't really do that, technically. Um, but, I mean, it's the easiest thing to do, you know, if you don't have the investment or the money, you know, to to start your own. The easiest thing to do is kind of go in with someone else, you know, because you, you're only required to you know, purchase what you need to use for your clients. Yeah. I mean, you you are paying, you know, rent, booth rent or whatever. I mean, sometimes it's, if it's not booth rent, it's, it's some other kind of whatever deal. I mean, the person who owns a place can do whatever they want to do, of course. So yeah. um, you get the right person that's willing to come in and work and, you know, be dependable. And, you know, you can negotiate anything with anyone. So it's, it's not – a big scary thing that I don't know that some people make it to be, um, you know, like I said, I, I taught beauty school. And so I just remember a lot of the students that were getting ready to graduate. Some of the, the, the instructors would scare them from going out, you know, on their mm -hmm. own, like, tell them, Oh, it's, it's too expensive. Or you want to go to, you know, Supercuts, JCPenney's, you know, those places because, you're going to get a paycheck, you know, you don't yeah. have to be paying booth rent or whatever. So they, they scare them from getting out on their own. Now, some already was determined, you know, I'm going to do it on my own, you know. But like I said, others were kind of told not to do that. So they they didn't, you know, go out on their own. They would go to JCPenney's or somewhere like that. But it's, it's easy to, to, you know, booth rent, go in you know, under someone, because some, first of all, you're your own boss, your own boss, you know, so no one's telling you what to do um, versus starting your own. Yeah, you kind of have to have something saved up unless yeah, you can something. plan on getting a loan, you know, from somewhere mm -hmm. to to buy what you need, you know, 
pay deposits, lease, you know, buy furniture, all of that. So it's it's more of an expense that way. Um, so I, I don't know what's keeping people today from, you know, really collaborating with other people, going into someone else's and renting a space or whatever. I mean, you don't have, you just don't have to worry about all the other stuff that you would, you know, having your own building or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, a lot of them would go into the corporate part, but mm-hmm. they won't come into an individual. Yeah. You know, trying to do the same thing for them. Yeah. Even with our, um, our solo suites, you know, we have yes. the solo salons out, out West, yeah, which on are pretty darn expensive, yeah. <laughs> but we do have a lot of people who would rather go in there, go in there <laughs> and give them all their money. And, you know, and it's, yeah, yeah, they have their own private suites, you know, so they're on their own. Um, so I guess if it feels like, you know, I, Hey, I have, I have my own business here that I'm running, but you're still paying rent to somebody. Yeah. Way too much way, rent for way, that. Way too much rent. <laughs> you know, and, you know, people say, oh, well, I, I do it because I don't like the drama of certain salons or whatever, which can be, I guess, yeah. you know, but I mean, not if you choose the right salon, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you don't always have to go somewhere where there's, you know, stuff going on that you don't want to be around. I totally get that because, I, you know, I, I, I don't like drama either. Yeah. You know, I want to work peacefully, have fun, and do what I need to do without all that but yeah that's that's a little little i it's not even troublesome anymore i used to say oh gosh that is so this doesn't make any sense and i'm not knocking anyone that chooses to do that because it's their choice but i still wonder it's like okay why would you rather go out west way out there out west to solo salons paying them all that money when you have you know your people (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'll just say you know Sticking together with your own people and coming together, collaborating, and, you know, help build one another versus you out here making somebody that's already rich richer. (laughs) My mentality, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to make somebody that's already got enough money richer Mm -hmm. by giving him my little money. I'd rather build it myself, and, you know, if it was someone – that I was building with, I would rather build us up than to do that. So it's, it's a different mindset, I guess. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I've seen a lot of that happen with, um, like I said, with hairdressers and, mm-hmm. and barbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They would go. Everybody want their own. Yeah. Everybody want, want to be the spot or whatever it is. They want their own, but it's like, there's a, there's so many of us now that got little shops here, little shops there, like the barbers, like, you know, Topeka could, could do so much more with with all that talent if everyone was to come get their own building, yep. come, come up under one building, and it can be quite nice, you know, yeah. and we building one another up, you know, doing it for our own community, but they don't see it that way, so no, can't, can't make them understand that concept. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, now when do you decide to, uh, are you still working at the state and... At your second facility, or your, well, at your third facility, because you came downstairs, are you still working yeah, at the state? Yeah, I left. Oh, I had left the state by then. Okay. Um, oh gosh, I when I left the state, when I left the state, I actually that's when I started teaching. Okay. I used to have a, the beauty college off of Wanamaker Regency, and worked there for quite some time. There was 
quite a bit of us there at that time working. Um, left there and where'd it go? Yeah, taught taught the beauty school for a while. Left there, and I think when I left there, I went to men's warehouse because the schools. Well, I left before the schools closed, but we lost our cosmetology schools here in Topeka. Yeah, we had two Regency and Marinella. Um, both closed down from, you know, for fraudulent stuff going on. And I had been gone by then, though. Um, I went to work for Men's Warehouse, working in the tuxedo department. Okay. Yeah, so I used to be the operations manager there at the tuxedo department and, and Men's Warehouse. So I still was, you know, into my fashion thing because yeah. you're dealing with the tuxedos and the high schools with proms and mm-hmm. we um, collaborated with David's Bridal. So a lot of times I would go down to Dave's Bridal and talk with the brides about their, the groomsmen coming to, you know, to Men's Warehouse to get the tuxedos there and traveled and did bridal shows and, yeah, it was it was a fun job. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I was kind of... Yeah. Got to get out and move around and be a part of the the bridal shows. I went to Overland Park, Kansas a lot for the bridal shows that would come and traveled to Manhattan and did bridal shows there. And, yeah, it was fun. Okay. How long did you do that? Um, I don't know. Four is like my lucky number or whatever, but (laughs) I think I worked there for four years. So, yeah, worked at Men's Warehouse for probably about four and a half years or so. Yeah. Now, as far as salon, uh, like you said, you just a couple stores or mm-hmm. a block away, not even a block, mm-hmm. building away. Uh, what was your decision to come to the new location? Um. Yeah, leaving off of 29th Street. 29th Street, I mean, it's kind of dry over there, you know, okay. not much business and uh Area is not so great. Yeah. I mean, I never had problems when I was over there or anything. Not once that I had been there, um, but just kind of outgrew it. You know, yeah. wanted to kind of get away from that that area and you know go to a little nicer area, a little step up. wasn't going way out to Wanamaker. You know, yeah. a little more expensive there, but um, I knew it was a barber shop previously, and you know, I, and I knew the people that worked there. <clears throat> but it, I used to ride by it a lot because I, I worked for Vallejo, so I would come to and from, and I would see it, and then all of a sudden I seen it was empty. And I was like, wow, they moved out? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I said, that spot's available? So I was like, hmm, you know, I'm going to have to check on that. So, And, and that's kind of what I did anyway, even whether I was going planned on trying to look into the spot or not, I would, you know, go around Topeka and kind of look at locations and see what was for leads, what was available, and just kind of like, hmm, is this the area I want to be in? Or, you know, kind of scout the area out is what yeah. I did. What I did a lot. I mean, I still do it today. I kind of look at buildings and, you know, and, and, and call and ask questions about it. Like, maybe it might be a building I might purchase someday or something yeah. like that. So I, I always keep my options open. Um but, yeah, I drove by and seen it was available. And, like I said, if I want something bad enough, I'm, a, I'm definitely going to look into it and, and, and make a move on it. So that's kind of what I did. I found out who the owners was and called them up and, like, hey, I, I know it was a barbershop, so I'm sure there's some plumbing already in there. Yeah. 
and I would like to take a look at it. So, yeah, that's what I did. I called him up and set up an appointment and really got interested. I was looking at this one and another one, another location. And, yeah, I kind of drew to this one more. Okay. So had, to, had to do less to it because, like I said, the plumbing was already there. Yeah. Uh, so it was in the spot that you wanted it or you just worked yourself around it or what? Um, As far as. Like the sinks and stuff, were they where you wanted yeah, them the sinks, as your layout? Yeah, it was, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. The layout was nice. Okay. Um, I did end up having to put up a a wall to make a a third room because there was only two. Okay. And I mean, actually, it was his side that he said, "Oh yeah, it's like you know, whatever you would like us to do, so we'll paint it." You know, they told me go pick out the paint I wanted from the places they use and picked out my paint and they painted and. And we were just kind of walking through and looking at things. He's like, you know, if there's something else you want us to do, let us know. And, yeah, it was one of the guys that brought up the idea of putting up another wall. He said, if you want, you know, we can even put a wall here to make another room. And I was like, really? And I was like, well, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do it. <laughs> More room. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, was, it worked out. Okay. I was so, excited. Cause, yeah. Big you know, difference from. Having to do everything over there compared yeah, to this right. place. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's let me pick out my own paint. It's going to paint for me. And, you know, I just got to move my stuff in when it's ready. And, okay. yeah, it was it was a pretty good deal. Okay. Yeah, sign it, again, sign you're paying more rent. The more yeah. you move up, yeah. you, you know, rent increase. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm paying a little bit more rent. But, like I said, I don't. You know, put myself into something that I don't. I know I can't handle. If it's just me, I can take care of it on my own. So mm-hmm. that's okay. What I do. When do you decide to go full time and quit your your guaranteed paycheck <clears throat> to <laughs> be an entrepreneur, a true full time entrepreneur? I've done it once before, okay. and actually, I got bored. You know, I just, it was just not enough for me to do, I guess. It's okay. like, you don't, I, I've been so used to doing Both. more than one thing yes. that I was like, man, I need something else to do with my time. And like, you know, and yeah, so I, I did it for a little bit. Um, even now, you know, I've kind of had chosen to go back to do another little part-time job, but um, I still have more more time to work on my business now too than I have before and there's some things that I want to do um how you know, things that I want to take my business to here in the future that I'm working on so um yeah hopefully one day I'll just totally commit once I get to where I want it to be you know you always want more and wanting more requires more money yeah. <laughs> so you you gotta you know, make sure you have the, the funds available. Um, I don't like getting loans and all that stuff, you know, putting yeah. myself more in debt. Um, but I have business, you know, business cards that, you know, I'm pretty, if I need to use, I use. But going out to banks trying to get a loan, I, I'm not trying to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I have to make it work without putting myself in debt. Okay. I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where do we go from here as far as business, as far as? I'm going to always have my business. I'm like, I'm always be in business for myself. Um, like I say, there's some other things that I want to do. 
some other goals that I have with, with my business. It's still going to be in the, the beauty era. Um, yeah, I have some goals in mind that I'm still shooting for. Hopefully, here in the near future, I'll have some other things going on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything too early to talk about? Uh, not really. I mean, no. I, I, now, there's two things that I, I said I would do or, or wanted to do. One was actually have a beauty school. You know, okay. we need more of us that understand our hair and, you know, the whole natural thing that that's kind of where everyone is going now, you mm-hmm. know, kind of getting away from chemical services, the relaxers, and going more natural. Um, that's something I, I kind of have in mind is I wouldn't mind. I won't say that that would be the thing that I do, but it's, you know, it's been on the table to have a, a school and also a um, beauty supply. Yeah, beauty supply store. I sell products now. Yeah. I always have. Um, but beauty supply, again, there's not enough of us that, you know, have a beauty store. We've kind of been isolated out of that, you know. It's, it's our industry, first yeah. of all. You know, we're the ones that keep it going, but we're not the owners of them. You know, yes. there's not enough of us that actually own beauty supply stores. You know, we we go into the beauty supply stores a day, and they're not ran by, you know, people that we can relate to. They know nothing about what we're purchasing. They know nothing about our, our hair, what's needed. Yes. You know, but we, we give them all our money, though. Yeah. <laughs> we give them our money. But and I'm like, why aren't there? Well, I don't, I don't have to ask why there aren't enough of us to have the business because we we've been – pretty much isolated from it you know they they own they own the business they're Mm -hmm. owned by koreans koreans work together they they pretty much keep us out of it like some we can't even get accounts with certain people because they have them they they have on lock you know they they're not giving it to us that's for sure so you know someday we'll There'll be enough. There, there are more actually. There around bigger states, there are definitely a lot of mm-hmm. black-owned beauty supply stores. Um, of course, Kansas, Midwest. We're coming up on it. Yeah, you know. we're the last to get. Yeah, we're the last to get it. <laughs> <laughs> last to do it. Yeah, we're at least about five years behind uh, everybody else. Always. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know why that is either. You know why Kansas or us? You know here mm, Midwestern. Midwest. Are the last to get everything. We're like the last to know, to do, you know. Yeah. We're just the last. <laughs> yeah. I raised my boys in Texas, and uh, mm-hmm. we came back in 2008. And stuff that they seen in Texas, it was like, mm-hmm. we just now getting this in, We're in just the now Midwest. Getting it. <laughs> and we heard artists up there four or five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they came back, and they were like, we never heard of them, and then three, mm-hmm. four, five years later, they mm-hmm. making the, the music into the Midwest, and yeah. it's like, wait a minute, that stuff is old, right? You know? <laughs> you know? Exactly. So yeah. yeah, that's why you know I'm glad I I have experience living Somewhere other places else, yes. because yeah, I come here and it's like, man, Kansas don't do that, or you know, yeah. we were big on house music, you know, back yeah. in the day from Chicago, and it's like Kansas knew nothing about house music or any of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like. House music, what's that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, y'all, y'all so behind, but oh, yeah. you know, you you make it, 
what it is. I, I mean, I like Kansas. I do. I, um, like I said, I, I, both my daughters were born in Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good place to, you know, have your family at. And Topeka is growing, but we're still behind. And yeah. we're always going to be behind. Um, you know, yeah, I would like to be somewhere else, you know, in a, a, a more thriving state where there's more business-minded people. But is it really worth it? I don't know. You know, you yeah. might... We say you want to move somewhere else, and you might go there and, and don't like it or something. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just you gotta make it what you want it to be wherever you go, basically. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you move somewhere and it's too fast, and then you're like, you know, especially exactly. when you're so used to being mm-hmm. slow. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta think about the traffic you gotta deal with. You gotta yes. think about all that extra time that you gotta take out of your. Yes. You, know, you gotta. Yeah. I don't, I, we never kept up with the Joneses. Right. A lot of people would try to keep up with the Joneses, Mm-mm. and they get in <laughs> debt, and they get in, you know, all kind of money issues mm-hmm. and all kind of, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not trying to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to keep up with nobody but me. Yeah. <laughs> my, my little family, what we're comfortable doing. And, yeah, Texas is nice. I actually said I wanted to move to Texas at one time, but. Yeah, Texas is crazy. It's like the traffic. I'm like, I don't want to be in traffic every single day, you know, for an hour or two or no, I can't do yeah. that every day. Yeah. Not when I'm used to, you know, I can get to one side of town here less than 15, 20 minutes versus you, you know, you in Texas, you got to be on the highway every single day yeah. to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that life. No. No. <laughs> no. Like I said, we did 10 years up there and it was. <laughs> It was quite a difference in, you know, being up there compared to, mm-hmm. and we had moved from Leavenworth, which was even slower than anything. Mm-hmm. You know? so <laughs> that was a big eye opener. Yeah. Chicago, you know, I love, definitely love to go there too, but I was like, man, like, you ever want to live in Chicago? I'm like, no. <laughs> love to go visit and, you know, be around family, but no, I'll, I'll stay here until it's, it's different, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where can our listeners uh, connect with you online? Um, online, I yeah, uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, and my business website as well. So, okay. Renee Anderson, um, zero seven zero five is my Instagram, and I, my name is on Facebook. Renee Anderson, I believe. Okay. Um, what about business-wise? Business-wise, my business location is right here off the corner of 10th and Fairline, 923 Southwest Fairline Road, Suite 151. Um, my website is, uh, my business name is Healthy Hair and Skin Care Salon, and that is my business website name as well. So www.healthe, not with a Y, an E, healthehairandskincare.com. Okay. And A-N-D or N. A and D. Okay. All right. Okay. And your business number? Uh, 75-221-7223. That's my cell phone number. Okay. Try to have a business line. Nobody ever called it. I still call my cell phone number. I say, well, I'm getting rid of that business line. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it always works. All right. Was there anything that I haven't asked you that you would want our listeners to know? If they know me, they know me. Okay. <laughs> nothing else, to, you know. Nothing else I need to share. Um, but yeah, um, appreciate you spending the time doing this, and 
Yeah, it's a great opportunity. I appreciate it. And what you're doing for Topeka, too. I mean, you're I, you're making connections, you know, whether you know it or not. You're making connections to the community and those who are listening, you know, I would definitely encourage them to listen to some of you, to listen to them and, and learn something about some of the people that's in, in our community, what they're doing. And, you know, maybe it's somebody they wish to collaborate with in the future or something. But, yeah, I learned a lot listening to a lot of the interviews from some of the people I knew. Maybe there was something I learned more about them or, or whatever. But, yeah, we have a lot of great people in, in Topeka, and Topeka's doing great things. We just need to grow more and try to stick together a little bit better. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I thank you, and I appreciate the, you know. Thank you. So we have some cards here. Uh, <laughs> the cards, yeah. I thought we were getting faster. <laughs> uh, take the cards, shuffle them, <laughs> spread them out, and pick out three cards for me. Like, yeah, you can shuffle. I'm not a card player, so let me see if I can still shuffle. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And you said take three? Yeah, just spread them out and then just pick out three of them. I'll take that in. Yes. Yes. Pick them up, read them, and uh, give us your answer. Okay. First one. What do you consider yourself an expert at? <laughs> um, I don't know about an expert or whatever, but I'll say giving advice. You know, I get teased a lot. Or not tease. A lot of people say, oh, you're always trying to advise somebody on something. But I, I'm a connector, so I like to yeah. share information and give information. And, um, you know, I've, I've learned that, you know, a lot of jobs that I've been at, a lot of people like to come and ask me for advice or whatever. So I kind of was all the person, the go-to person at a lot of my jobs because I was a good listener, I guess. I didn't always try to offer my offer my advice. And if they asked, I would give it to them. But, yeah. you know, people felt comfortable coming to me and, ask me certain things, even on how to start a business, really, these days. And I, I'm willing to share whatever whatever I know, I'm willing to share it. Okay. The other one? Discuss your favorite holiday and why. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I just like Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know, I guess being thankful for whatever it is, family, health, any of that. Thanksgiving has always been my holiday. I like Christmas, but Thanksgiving time is is, is my favorite holiday. Okay. Yeah. Just having family around and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And the last one, can you impersonate any <laughs> anyone famous? No. All right. <laughs> I'm not good at that. <laughs> no one? Uh, no. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'm not gonna even make myself yeah. look crazy here. <laughs> well, pick a fourth one for us. Pick yeah. a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, ooh, do you have a favorite coffee mug? <laughs> if so, what's on it, or what makes it your favorite? I'm a coffee drinker. We talked about that in the very beginning. I yeah. love coffee. I do have a favorite cup. Well, I don't have a favorite one because I kind of go back and forth. I got a lot of coffee mugs too. I got kind of go back and forth with 
how much I want to be drinking, I guess. Um, I have one that has my dad's name on it. My dad is deceased, and it has it's a black and gold mug that has his name on it, Ray. I drink out of that one a lot because um, that's, like, the only thing I really got from him, you know. And let's see, there's another one that's a bigger size and a smaller size, so I kind of go back and forth between, okay. <laughs> between them. But, yeah, coffee mug is, is my thing because I wake up to that coffee. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, as we discussed earlier, off camera, mm-hmm. two cups a day? Two not cups two, a day, yeah. Not two cups two. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Used to drink maybe three, but, yeah, I got to have my, my my flavored creamer, though, you know, a vanilla or hazelnut, something. It got to be flavored. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't drink black coffee. No. Mm. All right. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Got to be flavored. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. One last question here. Uh-huh. Uh, if you could put a billboard up in any city, where would you put it and what would it say? Uh, well, Topeka, I guess. That's where I, that's where I live, so I, I would want to see it. <laughs> okay. um, what would it say? Live every day with no regrets. Okay. Yeah, if I said that too fast, I'm sorry. Live every day with no regret. Okay. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? I, I know mean, what it says, but what do right. you mean? Right. I yeah. mean, live every day to, you know, enjoy. Enjoy life. Life is too short for one. So if something you want to do, something you want to experience, um, do it, you know, and I guess be non-apologetic about it you know just experience things you know like traveling or or something you know do something that you haven't done before okay yeah all right well, i'm gonna close it out so is that it yes all right. <laughs> <laughs> i have no more <laughs> okay all right well that's all for today's episode of black mentors a production of voiceland media llc thank you for listening, and thank you, Renee Anderson, for joining me today. Make sure you follow us here every day in the month of February as we ask, listen, learn, and invest in the knowledge and truths of African Americans from all social economic backgrounds. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and please subscribe to the podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Music, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. Stay tuned for a new episode every day in the month of February. And once again, I apologize for the technical difficulties that we had. So Renee will be posted here with the little bit of voice that you hear of us. And within the next hour or two, she will be posted also with the audio portion of this that you haven't heard yet. Thank you, and we'll see you tonight. Thank you.